This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. Hi, everybody. Jerry Taggart here. Now, be sure to watch Chris... Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on, you foxes! Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. Afternoon all, how are we doing? You know what? The idea of this show is that it's about 40 odd minutes after kickoff. That gives me and Brad time to kind of calm down, come on here and be open minded and assess the game on the game itself. I don't know about Brad, it's not worked out for me. Pissed off? You don't know they are. Let's start by saying one thing. Um, 
And I don't know whether you have read this book or not. It's an amazing book, Minding My Own Football Business. It is a must for all fans everywhere if you're interested in Leicester City. It, about the 90s, it's written by Barry Pierpoint. He was Leicester City's first chief executive, and it takes us all through the 90s, which was when he was at the club. The Martin O'Neill years, the B years, the past years, it's all in there. There's a lot to be read. I thought I knew what went on then because I'm old enough. I didn't. I didn't at all. And at the moment, if you want to go and get yourself a copy, go to the website mindingmyownfootballbusiness.com and you can get a 30% uh, discount. Not bad, is it? Not bad at all. I'll have a bit of that, please. Well, I've got a copy, as you can see. And they'll be joining us next week, hopefully. And you can also get a signed copy. We're having one lucky winner for that. So uh, coming up, well worth, well worth the, uh, well worth the read, well worth the book. It is Leicester Till I Die TV. Catch us on uh, YouTube. Um, please give us a subscribe. And if you give us a subscribe. And then make a comment on the show. Well, young men and ladies everywhere, we've got a prize. I'm going to tell you about that in a second. Um, West Ham 3, Leicester City 2. Who is to blame? I'm going to bring Brad in in a minute, but I just want to get my rant over here because I'm sorry, but I blame these three. Okay, Chowdhury may not have got a game today. He's not been in the squad for a few weeks, so who knows what might have happened. But Perez has been playing well. Madison has been playing well. By all accounts, they were all fit, and they were fucking stupid. I'm sorry. Guys, you are professionals. Perez, Chowdhury, Madison, you should hang your heads in shame. I don't know about not being good enough to wear the shirt. You obviously are, but you should be embarrassed to wear the shirt. You let the club down. You let your teammates down. You let the fans down. They went out. Not the best performance because I don't know how late it was when this happened, but it was obviously difficult because they played like they, you know, had to change the team round. The players didn't know whether they were coming or going. That is down to you three. If we do not qualify for the Champions League at the end of the season, we will look back on this game and go, where were those three points lost? I'll tell you where those three points were lost. They were lost in your heads when you were fucking stupid enough to go and break COVID rules. I hope you're embarrassed. I hope you're ringing every single Leicester player. And I hope you are apologising. You should actually be coming on, whether it's this show, Leicester Fan TV. You should certainly be on the website begging for the fans to forgive you. Because, you know, at the moment, I don't. I don't forgive you at all. If you weren't that good, I'd want you out the club. Somebody said earlier, Chowdhury might well have even played his last game for the club. This is his second breach of rules this season. You know, I, I don't know what I don't know what else to say. I'm disgusted in each and every one of you. You know, it's not like you don't know what you're doing. You know, it doesn't look, it doesn't know like oh, this is suddenly this is new news. We've been in this for a year. You know the rules, and yet this has come to light. What the hell were you thinking about? Letting the team, the club, the owners, the fans, the your teammates down. 
I hope you are hanging your heads in shame. I really, really do. This was a six-pointer. This was one of the most important matches. We are now only a point ahead. If it wasn't for Inacho, that would have been an even more embarrassing performance. I hope you are sat there at home now hiding. I really, really do. Because I tell you what, you should be embarrassed to say that you play for Leicester City this evening. Do you agree, Brad? Yeah, Okay, there. <laughs> it's it's annoying, isn't it? It's frustrating because it's not too often we let ourselves down in that sort of area of the game. You know, it's not often we get bad publicity from players doing silly little things like breaking rules. I mean, what 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 was so important that they had to risk breaching COVID rules and Brandon Rogers taking action to not pick them that they couldn't have waited till the end of the season to do. What 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 was so important in their lives that they they had to risk getting caught and not playing in, in, in what was the club that pays their wages biggest game of the season? I'm most disappointed in in, in Madison because he's a he's a guy that handles himself very well, uh, a very good profession professional when it comes to interviews he's the main go-to guy uh, for an after match Brandon trusts him to do that and you trust your team there's been no reason there's been nothing on that pitch throughout the majority of the season to make you think I don't trust these lads to do what they're told behave They've, they've been, like you said, Chris, they've been doing it for a year. Not one of these lads, apart from Chowdhury, who's breached another rule. I don't know if that was a COVID one. Can't can't comment. Don't don't remember it. Didn't even know it really happened. You're telling me he's breached rules before. It's not over there. It's not the point of the principle. I'd be disappointed anyone at Leicester doing it. And I'm, I, I, he's even more so today. That I I, I think you're right. I, I think I think the plan was that Madison got minutes in the game before. He was probably looking to get more of the minutes and Pratt was probably going to be the one that got blooded in, you know, got second half and to do a job. And I don't think, I, I just don't think there's anything that the players can do. I think, you know, you throw, what, 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 what do they do? They, they throw up an expected apology, which they'll probably do or if they've not already done over their own social medias. I don't know what the club's procedure is with them. But, I don't think I, I I get I get the fact that technically not having them available for the game cost us, but if they're willing to risk other people's health, their own health, and not follow the rules, when we're sat at home waiting on updates from good old Boris, then they don't deserve to play. You're right, Chris. They don't. But I don't want to make. That rant was very passionate and very true to a point, and people might give a bit of a giggle for how advantageous the the rant was. But you know, in these in these situations when players do something daft, other clubs have let it go, and that player must run around that pitch thinking, "I've got a horseshoe at my rear end because I've I've broke the rules and I've got away with it." The right clubs have handled it in the manners like Leicester have, and then they just proves doesn't matter who you are, you'll get treated the same. You know, you say Chowdhury 
not been he's been a bit part player, wanted out at January. Fair enough. Perez has just got himself into form. It's the most stupidest thing he can do when Madison's still struggling for fitness. And Madison's just really let himself down and a person that never holds themselves. But I think now we've got the opening ten minutes of the show out of the way and both give our opinions on that. that, that that's Nip that in the I board, mean, the, let fans comment about it, and, and let's concentrate on the bigger picture, which was the 90-minute performance from the lads that actually did the jobs, in a the, sense. In the pre-match show, I actually, um, we weren't sure what was happening then. It now seems to be breaking. I mean, if I'm wrong, then I apologise and I'll take it yeah. back. But according, if there's another you know, reason, then fair enough. But if that's the yeah, reason... You know, I, I'm, happy, I'm happy to say, guys, I was wrong, sorry, but... It, it seems to be out there that this is this is what what's happened, and there's no there's no smoke without fire. Now, can I just say, guys, this this is what I want uh, you to do. I want you to have a comment. Obviously, we want your comments anyway. And I'm going to go to the comments before we start now, uh, and just say. But if you fancy winning one of these, I got one, but I've actually put it up on my wall, so I can't actually show it. But I've got one. It's actually a, a wooden layered picture if you like of the king power stadium it's all done in wood and all done on different layers on the top um normally 25 quid you can win one free of charge if you are subscribed to leicester till i die tv so give the youtube channel a subscribe leicester till i die tv if you are subscribed and if you've made a comment in today's show via youtube not commenting on Facebook, not commenting on Twitter. If you've subscribed to YouTube, commented to us on YouTube, you will be in with a chance of being your name being drawn out to win that. And to be honest with you, it's a little bit different, and I, I really, really do like it. I saw um, Brad yawning off screen there. Uh, so let's <laughs> let's have a look at what uh, everywhere. I've got a pile of comments here, so let's just go up to these comments yeah, it's here been a lot, it's been a long see what people are saying. Definitely wasn't the game that made me tired. I'll tell you that much. That last five minutes was a dirty. Miss Melina, um, hi, um, great, great fan of the show, Arsenal fan, but I tell you what, a real legend she is. Um, thanks for all your help this last week, Melina. You've been you've been great, and um, <laughs> let us know what you thought of the game. Um, JB, absolutely sick of players letting us down. I mean, I'm old enough to remember La Manga. <laughs> the first time, uh, and I know it was all uh, made up and it was all as it happened, you know, the women lying, but, you know, it was still there. Uh, Lachlan Onions, welcome back from uh, Down Under. How are you down under at Lachlan? <laughs> well, I hope. Uh, Australia there. These first 60 minutes were an absolute shit show. Glad they showed at least some passion at the end. Yet, Lachlan, but it took us to go 3-0 down to actually show the passion. Um Let's have a look at the next comment here. JB, my prediction was close when I said 4-0 West Ham, but we fought back. We did um, comment here from Stephen Collins. Great, great read and well worth the money. I'm not sure what you... <laughs> what I'm guessing you might be about Let me know. Oh, about the book, about indeed. The book. Sorry. You see, I'm, I'm ranting so often. That book is well worth the read. And I think a lot of people have changed their attitude and their minds on Barry Pierpoint. Well worth the read. And like I say, watch out next week. You could win a signed copy with a personal message in. Um, it's a good job I've got you here, isn't it, uh, Brad, to keep me in tow and let me know oh, what's yeah. going on. 
Madders and Perez should get fined. I think they will get fined. If they don't get fined, then I think it's disgusting. But I think they will get fined. And the proper punch-up and Charger should get his contract terminated. Like I said, like I said earlier, yeah, second discipline there. Um, David Gamble, you're dead right, Chris. Thank you, David. Um, I'm just really, really annoyed because I think that team, West Ham, were there for the taking. I want to see a reaction from Madison and Perez in the semis. Big game players. i tell you what, if it wasn't the semis, I wouldn't even bring them back for the next game. Let them sit on the sidelines. Let them not get their match fee. Um, don't start me again. Stephen Collins. <laughs> Chris, agree 100%. Stupid action by those three and Barnes and Morgan. Morgan... I'd heard, but he's not been reported. Barnes, ah, that's a new one on me, if it is him yeah, as well. Um, you know, is it like half the team? Barnes was with them as well, says David. Right, okay, well, I, I, my, my comments to the other three, I take to Morgan and Barnes as well. Uh, new Foxes fan here from Florida. Uh, love this channel and the passion. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Welcome along. Thanks for joining us. Uh, even new to the game of sport, I know how critical today's game was and how badly this one will haunt them for the rest of the season. It will haunt us definitely, definitely, if uh, we miss out on the Champions League again. Um, Stephen Collins, so he unsure in COVID protocol through no fault of his own, and these five Muppets act in such a selfish manner. Stephen, totally right. I mean... I don't, I mean, Soyuncu, I'm not blaming him at all. I just don't think any international matches should be being played at the moment because of this. Uh, I think they should all just be binned until it's all over. But yeah, you know, he does that by representing his country, which, you know, he's got a passion and he wants to do. And then these Muppets go along and do this. You are quite right, sir. Um, David says here, uh, we all agree with Chris. Well, Thank you so much. What can I say? It's taken it's taken three quarters of the season, but you finally agree with me. I, I still live in the hope that Brad will by the end of the season. Uh, JB, mark my words, we are going to bottle the top four. Um, what have we got here? We've got um, Brad should sell all three of them. Doesn't matter how good they are. They think they're too good for the club. Ooh, I think can we can we can we maybe put the pitchforks away and the shark and tools <laughs> out a bit? I know the Not Muppets and everything, sure. but come on, yeah. come on, let's have a bit yeah. of. I I can agree with everything that you said, Chris. I actually do, and I back it. But fine, they've missed the most important game. They haven't had a chance to do what they wanted to do. Yeah, Madison would have wanted to come back, play well, and he's naffed that up for himself. There's no excuses for it, but sell them. I mean, come on. You're talking three out of the fourth and probably won't play for Leicester. Perez has shot his career in the fourth. I'd agree with that, but Chowdhury, Morgan, they've only just damaged themselves. I mean, are you going to give these players away? Just What are you going to say? Oh, we're selling you because... Let's not overreact. Give them a hefty fine. They've already been punished by missing games. And like you said, you know, I don't even think it matters that it's a semi-final. I think we've got capable enough players to tell them three stuff yourself, sit on the bench. Yes. Show me yeah. show show me how show Leicester how badly you feel for, for, for screwing up. Get your head on, get yourself on a training pitch, because guess what? You'll be watching from the stands. Do you want to play in the biggest potential biggest game of Leicester's life and a potential another FA Cup final? You better hope that the lads on there 
do the job to get you A into the final, and you do enough to prove to me that you, your silly bollocks got you in trouble and that you've learned. Because if not, then then maybe the pitchforks deserve to come out to players like that. Yeah. But let's not get too over-emotional about no, that. I mean, I mean sell, selling them is going too far because they're, they're in that way, you're actually um, cutting your nose off to spite your face, you know. Yeah, you are. At the um, end of the day, let's not kid ourselves, yeah. but Madison's a quality yeah. player out of them lot. And, and Barnes is a quality left winger. Yeah. I mean, a comment here from um, Richard... If it's true about them getting them all in the club shop on Monday, then donate to each pages of the NHS. That's not a bad idea. Get them working. Get them working. Right. We've got, you know, in the middle of all this, in the middle of all this, a game broke out. Um, yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> although that, that said, it wasn't uh, a really good. Let, let's, all, let's all just uh, count, to, count to five. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take a break and then... Um, We'll come back and we'll actually have a look at the game itself. Chris? Uh, God knows whether that worked or not, though. It, it wasn't working fully at my end. I saw it we're not going to be doing. We're not. Sorry, I saw one video play through my end. Oh well, maybe it's just my end then. Uh, I need, I need to put some more cream on it. Right, I tell you what, we're not unfortunately going to be joined by Julian because Julian Watts, X Foxer, had the sensible uh, thing on this Sunday afternoon. Sun was shining. It was outside having a wine, not watching the game. Do you know what, Julian? I think you got the right decision made there. I really, really do. Um, so, the game, Brad. Um, I'm just seeing if we can get anybody else in. What I'm going to do as well is I'm just going to put the link there if anybody wants to come on and give us um, their thoughts on the game for, for a few minutes. Um It'll be again, it will come up on YouTube, it won't come up on Facebook, but the, the link has been posted into the Facebook page, um, sorry, Facebook group, so you can see it there, not a problem. Uh, Melina, good evening, you see again, I think we're going to say a lot worse there. Um, Melina says here, and we might come on to this in, in a second, uh, big up Chris and Brad, Vardy sat back while Inacho was doing all the work. Well, I don't know about that. But I said at the start that this was um, a six-pointer, Brad. Yes. It was, wasn't it? Well, yeah, it was. I mean, there's, there's no denying that. I mean, what, luckily for us, West Ham didn't get six points for the win, but the idea is yeah. still there. But um, it was a very weird game. Really, I found it strange one to 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 watch for the majority of it. It it was there, there, there was enough there in in the end somehow strangely to come away from this game and sit here going, "Well, we're nearly it." That you know you don't you know you know what I mean. Like, Sixty minutes, we was I I I have to admit I was out running a few errands and I was kind of had my headphones in, but I was watching it and two 0 at half time and I came in. Yeah, I was walking around being cautious. You know, I wasn't walking into lampposts or crossing road dangerously. Don't worry, I all those concerned. 
But when it went 3-0, there was an option that you get on the way I watch it where you can just, you know, shut my phone. I can close my phone, but the commentary still plays. And I just yeah. thought, I don't want to watch this. I didn't want to watch this at that point. And I think I think at that point, you, I let every Leicester fan, when they made it 3-0, and then just before when they nearly made it 4 until VAR kind of saved our blushes a bit. I think every Leicester yeah. fan probably fell into a hole where they thought, oh, God, this is just like Bournemouth away at last season. <laughs> this is it. And it was. And it was, wasn't it? It was weird. It was like, yeah. there, 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 was, there was definitely some positives that we'll get to when we get to that point in the game. But the one big positive I think you can take out of this defeat is that has to be the end of three of the back way outside, isn't you? Because it just, I, if he needs any more proof that Amati, Evans and Fafana cannot play as a three centre-back, I, 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 don't, I don't know what else he needs. Because mm. that that was that was that was that was something that was very glaringly obvious today f- for me personally. I mean, he brought Thomas on later. Maybe he should have started with Thomas. Hindsight is a wonderful thing. Yeah, of course it is. It is. It is a wonderful thing. And 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 let's not forget, it was one of them games that really annoyed me because I don't know if I had two West Ham players commentating on my game in that first half. But I don't like it sometimes when a scoreline like 2-0 suddenly changes their opinion on how the half goes. Because I remember I was watching the game and it to me, up until Lingard got his second goal with a goal that we'll talk about in a minute. But until Lingard scored and late in that second half to make it 2-0, it was a scrappy game. It was a 1-0, yeah. won the goal by Lingard, credit to him, you know. The, the, the English Ronaldinho scored as many as the Nigerian Pele, but unfortunately West Ham had a third in that matter. But when it, when it went 2-0, and I hate it when commentators do that, because before it was 2-0, it was scrappy. It was 1-0. It was a good contest. It was even par. West Ham just ed- edging it. Leicester were creating, missing that final third. Second that second goal went in, it was 2-0. It was West Ham deserve it. West Ham are the best team on the planet. West Ham, West Ham, West Ham, West Ham, West Ham. I was thinking... I know your jobs. I know I know how media works. I know they're doing it for the jobs. I know you've got a spark reaction, but I sat here going, I don't know, that scoreline wasn't so fair. And then they came out in the second half, changed it up, and Marty came off. Luke Thomas came on. And like you said, unfortunately, we were chasing a two-goal lead. And before we could blink, we were chasing a three-goal um, lead for West Ham. And... It took it. He took a bit of a peach from ourselves to kick our asses into gear. Because let's be honest, until that peach from Lingard, it wasn't even game. There wasn't really much going on, was there? Really? If we if we really analyse the game, until they scored, there was not much going on. Hmm. I mean, I, I've I've noted here at the start, and and maybe now we you know if if this whole thing this with covid happened and we don't know when it happened before the game but if it happened sort of quite last minute and Brendan's had to go right what we're going to do here you know he's had to move players around that might have explained maybe as somebody said earlier at the start why we weren't particularly you know coherent or, or playing very well but i thought the first 15 20 minutes it was pretty even to be honest with you yeah, it was, and that's what I mean. I mean, it's sometimes I always I always say that a scoreline sometimes can be deceptive, and like I said in a weird way, that third goal, um, 
That's that third goal seemed to do it. That's that that was the killer. Just as we changed it, we needed five ten minutes to to, to reshape, get our heads on, and get at them. And 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 unfortunately, West Ham went well. Why they're doing that? We'll go on the press. We'll disrupt their new mm-hmm. system while they're getting used to it, and we'll see if we can get a third. And lo and behold. You know, West Ham got a third for like that's three games out of the last four or whatever it is. They've got three goals in, and you know, it's just it was frustrating because even at two 0 like I I never felt like when we played West Ham at the King Power, they tore us to pieces, and it could have been four, five, or six nil. They had a fair few amount of chances, and the thing is. This is this is when I've argued about stats before. I remember um, a few games this season. We we could name a few. Arsenal to be just one of them. Uh, the the one at the Emirates, where I always say it doesn't matter if you have twenty two chances, seventeen on target, and your opponent has three and three on target, and they score all three. That's what matters. And at the end of the day, after the first in the first forty five minutes, that's what the difference was. They were very they were a lot more clinical at taking their chances than we were. And that was actually the difference in the first half because I don't think West Ham were that brilliant. I'm going to bring a point up. Uh, I'm just going to try and find it. It was actually mentioned in the group during the game. Um, and I'm just typical that I can never never find it when I want it. Um, but saying um, that thought Casper was at fault for the first couple of goals... Here we go. It's Andy. Here we go. I don't. I don't know what he could do. I don't know what he could do about the first one. Uh, no. We've suffered a few goals like that. Well, we've been caught napping and not reacted to the ball getting spread out to our area. Remember, we had Mars's goal from that corner. Uh, I can't remember uh, others' names per se, but I do remember seeing goals where we've been a bit slow to react to a loose ball around the edge of our box, and. We've been very unfortunate that they've, they've probably got a 100% ratio of, of hitting the back of our net from that shot that's happened. Uh, that's a good result. See, now that becomes a good result. Because let's not forget that, uh, that and that's a positive, we'll get on to another point, Chris, I want to point, point out that will in compared to comparison to last season. That's a, that's a good at the moment that Man United are winning because that completely rules Tottenham out for me. If Tottenham can't get anything from that game that's a win, they're out of sight for us. Chelsea do play West Ham. And I believe these teams, I think the only thing that gives us an advantage over last season is the teams below us, there's three or four chasing us and they've all still got to play each other. We've got a decent run now where we have to get 10 points out of the next four games, I think. Mm. And I think if you just do that with a bit of a little bit of points drop of, you know, Elsewhere, you, you might just get away with with what's happened over the last two weeks. Result, result, yeah. result wide. I mean, and just looking at, the, at it now, Brad. West Ham are one point behind us. Uh, yeah. Apparently, the Man United goal has been disallowed, so forget it. <laughs> All right, but it's still nil nil, isn't it? At the end of the day, if you're it's looking at point view, after yeah. losing after losing today, if we'd have won today, you wouldn't have cared. You'd have taken Tottenham getting a draw. Keeps us in shout for a second. As it is, we've still, you know, at times when we've dropped points, other teams have dropped points, and when we've needed to do other teams' favours, 
we've ended up getting the results that have gone, oh, that was a favour, actually, Leicester winning that game. So it's all swings and roundabouts. And I think we've done more than enough. And in the end, somehow in that game, showing enough to know that we won't let a game go beyond us. Because whether we scored the second in the 91st or the 96th minute, from, from, from a certain minute onwards, when that team finally settled, and l- like I think for West Ham, it took a rocket from Ineatro, you know, the Nigerian Pele, as Leicester fans are calling him, <laughs> right? And you know what? It just shows how funny a game of football can be yeah. in, in its whole perspective. Because seven or eight weeks ago, anybody here tells me that Leicester go from concern about replacing Vardy to in the summer shopping for Nacho Strike Partner. A guy who was not even in the rankings, we weren't even batting an eyelid to being on the sub bench or getting any minutes on 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 the on the pitch, is now potentially going to end the season. Leicester's top goal scorer. Hmm. You know, there's, there's the same could be said about we were coming on here at 65 minutes in our heads, Chris. Me and you were thinking we're going to be talking about a five 0 ripping. We're going to be talking about a team that's going to throw it away and we can't believe it. After all the defence we've given to them, they're going to absolutely chuck it away in the same fashion they did. They found a, they found a way to fight. Whether you can say West Ham are susceptible at 3-0, it seems to be their fancy scoreline, I don't care. We found a way to fight. We found a way without them players, the idiots that have done what they've done in COVID, they're true, and without an informed Jamie Vardy, who's not been firing all cylinders for a while, we found a way to show some fight. And that's what you have to take from performance. Because if you look at it, our whole West Ham crumbled when Leicester played Leicester's way. And if we do that against Newcastle, West Brom, Southampton and Crystal Palace, bearing in mind who they're playing, I think they're playing... I know they're playing Chelsea. I'm pretty sure if I've looked at the fixture list, they've got the likes of Everton and... Possibly Tottenham. I could be wrong in that running. I could okay, be wrong. Let, let me just ask but, you a question here then, Brad. Do you think that the Leicester that played for the last 20 minutes or the Leicester that beat Man United in the FA Cup are going to be the Leicester that turn up against Newcastle, West Brom, Crystal Palace? Because I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I'm really not, not sure. A, it's not a case of if they turn up. It's they have to turn up. And if, if, if Leicester looks at this performance and goes, right, I can see now I've got a clear scale in front of me of 40 games in, in concession. If you include the Cups, it's 40-plus games we played this season. Or, you know, and, and we've seen three at the back. We've seen five at the back. We've seen Amati, Evans, Soyuncu. We've seen every pair in which way till Sunday, ironically, that we've played. Typical Spurs. Yeah, I jinxed that. That's my fault. Um, mm-hmm. I think now you you know you start to take positives of something that that, that frustrated a lot of Leicester fans is I we probably hope now this is the last time we see a Marty Evans as and and Fofana line up in a back three because it does not work unless they've got Soyuncu there. And the reason I say it work is some, it, it doesn't work is because something that I've been concerned about for the last three weeks, and and I've said it, his football brain never concerns me. What he can do with his brain and how he can read things is brilliant. But what concerns me is to step up 
for one of their goals, I, I think it was the second one, which completely killed that first half for us, Evans did not step up. Now, either Evans needs a reality check and needs to remember that for a centre-back, he's coming to the end of it and he's, he's 31. I'm not saying Evans isn't good enough to still be in his Leicester team come next season. No. What I'm saying is Evans needs somebody to kind of pull him in check and go, I'll do that. I'll mm. get to the ball first. You sit in and recover because he's not a young centre-back. He's mm. not a centre-back that can at the last second push that line up. M he needs to know his role now. Just moving on for that, because we've got some breaking news here. A couple of people are, are, are saying this now. Uh, and I don't know, again, we can't say whether this is true or not because it's not been... Um, you know, we, we don't know, basically. But apparently Madison was on the golf course while we were playing. Um if if that's the case, and like I say, um, the, the, you know we, we don't know we don't know, but the, if it is, the then that that that's I suppose it's a change from a casino. You know, he used to like his well, casino yeah. when he wasn't playing. You know, but but look, the, the the thing is, we don't know how the club have handled it. The, the, we know mm. the club have uh, have told them right, you're not even on the bench, which was the first inkling that something was amiss because. One of them not being on the bench, okay. Two of them at a push, possibly, if he's not shaping up to use two of them. But the, all three of Chowdhury, Madison and Perez not on, we knew something was up as fans. Now, the club might have turned around and said, we don't want you near. We don't mm. want you near the team. We want you, you are, you know, you're, you, you are getting the full treatment for, for your stupidity. You're not going to sit in the stands. You don't deserve to be sitting there and celebrating if we somehow win this game, which we haven't, or get to a point, which in the end we didn't, even even though it was a very unlikely case for six minutes to go when Nacho made it 3-2. I don't think they deserve to be in that thing. Mm -hmm. But still, I mean, if he's gone out... Yeah. It all depends it, it, if the club have told him, go back to your hotel room. I don't care if you go and play golf, if you go and play FIFA and stream it. I don't care. You're not being around this club. You are the example. Where, because let's remember, yeah. let's also remember other clubs have had their players several breaches and all they've done to their players is slap them on the wrist. Some have even got picked. Yeah. I don't, so I don't think... Let's um, let our I mean, handle it and let Madison throw his toys out the pram. If that's what Madison... Yeah doing or maybe that's his way to sulk maybe that's just him sulking because he knows he's let himself and the club yeah. down yeah i'm sure we'll get I, a statement sooner yeah, or rather I than think we'll, i think we'll, we'll, wait, we'll wait and see like we like you say there we, we don't know what you know the guys are saying there's photographs been taken at all we'll wait and see i've just had a quick look then while you were talking can't see anything on 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 um, on Mr. Google at the moment so we'll we'll wait and we'll wait and see on that one that said i mean you know, if it was if it was at Friday, apparently when 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 they were seen, and it was last week when it happened, they wouldn't have travelled down to London with the with the club. They'd have left them because yeah, they weren't in the stand, right. so they obviously didn't travel down. But let's yeah. back to the game. Um, yeah. First half, forgettable. Half time. I mean, it was one nil. Literally, if we, probably if we could have held on to to, to one nil, I don't know. You know. Whether the second half, I mean, that was my worry. I've got to be honest with you. 
taking the fact that what happened happened was how short it left us at, on on the subs bench. You look at that subs bench; it was probably half of them were even shaving, <laughs> and you're thinking like, where are we going to come? Uh, a bit like you, Brad. Where are we going to come uh, and make the changes from? You know, if if it, things get worse, 43 minutes, they did get worse. Typical Leicester. We can see the second just before half time. Two 0 at half time. Were you thinking at that point, game over? No, I wasn't. And for the points I've already made, I kind of felt it was a bit. It was a sucker punch. Let's face it, it was a sucker punch, and it probably accelerated Brendan's Rogers' decision to go to a flat back four, because mm -hmm. I think that, that that's normally a scoreline where I think the players are a bit annoyed at themselves that that. If they lost the half, which they did, because they know of West Ham's strengths over the last few weeks, um, that if we if they if they could get into the second half only one nil down, I think you paint a different story in the second half. Because, like I said, I felt a bit of a kick in the teeth more because I don't think either side warranted being in front. Yes, their chances were better, and, and you know we had more half chances and not very much, not too much clear cut. In, in in realism, in realistic terms, but I think we were fairly comfortable. I think mm. it was slightly egregious to come in at half time um, behind. Um, so to be coming in 2 0 down, I think it did knock the wind out of the sails. I think if we'd have gone in at 1 0, it wouldn't have been ideal, but the lads would have gone right, we'll stick with the back three. We'll, 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 we'll see if we can knock the steam out of them. Because West Ham are a team that have shown over the last three or four games, like I said, that they get the bit between their teeth and they come at you and they'll always attack you. And it, it's, it's, it's like they can't stop but attack. And obviously they've... They, I mean, that's what I mean. Their, their, time has, their time will come where they'll crumb a cropper more than once for being 3-0 up and throwing away games. You know, it kind of reminds me of that England song, we're going to score one more than you. Well, West Ham are doing that right about now, but eventually yeah. there will come a time where... Well, they've, they've come very close in the last two games, both times having been 3-0 up and then getting 2-0 back. Yeah. And we had six and we minutes, had minutes later. Yeah, you know, we had six minutes injury time and, you know, it was... It, it wasn't, you know, they they must have been... Well, you can see the look on, on David Moy's face. He wasn't happy. Um, no. We've got here... Andy says here that he thinks Berwyn... Um, if I know Bone wasn't offside for the second, but Lingard was, which gave him a head start over our defenders. I mean, every goal is looked at by he's, VAR. Whether he's not involved, he's, you know. he's not involved with play, he's no, not involved with play at that point. He's not, if he's not interfering with play and he's not a part of the build up, then yeah, yeah it, 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 he's played it by the rules. It's, it's kind of what Vardy does. In, yeah. in a sense, that Vardy will hold off, and then just at the last second, he'll draw himself back on side, yeah. and and that ball will get played to him, and he'll stick it in the net. Is that is that um, what they call that second that second phase, isn't it? But yeah, I mean, every goal is looked at, and the, the way that they're cancelling goals out for an armpit hair being offside here, I think if yeah. it was, it was, and that I'll be honest with you, I thought we were very lucky with their fourth. I thought that I, <laughs> that was that was very close. Question for you here, Brad, and this has come from uh, Scott. Um, because of recent events with players mentioned, do you feel that maybe the last time would you see Chowdhury Perez in a shirt? I mean, if you're going to break it down on a critique, it's going to be difficult. It, 
Perez has just got a little bit up the mountain to get himself regular football. And then he's like, he's got a can't be bothered to climb and he's picked up a sheet of metal and gone straight down it. That's effectively what he's done to his respect and his trust in his manager. You know, Madison, I just, I hope this is a kick in the teeth. You know, this is a gut punching thing where he kind of goes, oh no, Euros are coming up. And I just, when I need to be playing more, I go and do something stupid. I hope, I hope it's a wake up call for the likes of Barnes, if Barnes is involved. And, and Madison, but I think Perez is, is the one that's going to suffer the most because Chowdhury, for me, wants out. He wanted out. He got the shot window opportunity. Didn't do anything wrong. Didn't do too much. You know, didn't sort of get three or four assists over that time that he could play, but he didn't play much. But he got he got some minutes under his belt. He got himself in the shot window as best as, best as Brendan Rodgers could give him. Um so I don't know. I don't like it when a play- if a player's head's like it, Chowdhury's out. That's his second breach. I, I don't think he wants to be here anymore. I don't think Chowdhury wants to be playing first team football, and he's he's maybe taking a carefree attitude. Um, again, we don't know the ins and outs. What was the breach? Where was the breach? What is it? Is it something where the club had a zero tolerance policy, no matter how big or small the breach, that was going to be the action? We don't know. I'm not trying to, I'm not saying like this isn't me making a defense as much as it sounds for these players, but we don't know the extent of how bad they've been. And it, to be fair, it, it's, it's not the point, it's the principle. The principle is they shouldn't have done it anyway. And I think that maybe. We don't know what, you know, like I said, we don't know the actual extent of the breach or what it is. They were, were, did they go out of a radius or were they, were they in a party? Were they doing something silly? It just seems a little bit last minute this has come out and, and, and Leicester have just taken unnecessary actions. I don't mm. see Madison suddenly being sold and suddenly being off out of the club. I certainly don't. I, I, I think there's a, there's a fine balance where if you tilt it too far, you then suddenly upset three or four players going, whoa, 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 hold on a minute. I know they did something silly, but if, if I do something a bit accidental, maybe I get a few yellow cards and you, I get a few fines or something happens and I'm late for training, are you suddenly going to kick me out the door for, for being stupid or, or, or whatever? There's a fine balance. If Leicester give them fines and it's consistent throughout, like all the players involved get a fine, all the players were missing from the match day squad, regardless of their status at the club. So as long as the punishment's all fine, I think Madison will bounce back. I think he'll go about it correctly. He, like I said, when he interviews, for me, he shows himself as a professional. This is very unprofessional. It's not often you hear Madison in a bad frame. I think he will put the effort on. Perez has really done himself no favours in his career. Chowdhury was already one foot out of the door. Again, it doesn't excuse it, but I, I'm not really concerned. I'm disappointed. Right. Okay. Well, let, let's um, let's again. <laughs> I keep saying this, and it keeps coming back up. We'll put that to side. We've gone 45 minutes into the show here, so we need to try and uh, let's 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 move things on. We're going to be back uh, after this, and we'll look at the second half. Hi, Alan Smith here. Be sure to watch and listen to Chris on Leicester Till I Die TV. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. Up the foxes. Second half, um, 3-0 down within a couple of minutes. Again, that's a favourite Leicester trick. We can't seem to sort of 
<laughs> three or four times this season that's happened. You know, it happened in Europe as well. Made the sub after 58 minutes, all Brighton came on, and we started to look better. Yeah, um, I think the thing is, in an ideal world with Brendan, obviously, that's just that's just that's just take the squad for what it was. I think in an ideal world today, Brendan would have rather West Ham didn't have, have come in the second place, so he then could have allowed for you know the likes of All Brighton to do a warm up and and you know Luke Thomas to have really done a proper stretch in that first 10-15 minutes of the second half instead of coming straight on like Luke Thomas had to do. Um I think I think that didn't help. You know, we can say what we want about the disruptions off the pitch. Um I think I think if you're a professional on X, you know, forget what money you're on, but I think if you're a professional you 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 don't expect them, obviously, but you're prepared for if there's a disruption, you know, and maybe a manager sacking before kickoff, players respond in different ways. And I don't think Brendan was expecting his players to not react to do. Um, I just think West Ham took their opportunity when it came and, and it disrupted how Brendan was hoping to take the game at its worst case scenario, which was get through to the second half, allow these players to shore it up, not concede a second like they did so early on. Um but it was it was sort of like things happened a bit too late for us. You know, he realised yeah. the formation was wrong a bit too late. We changed it a bit too late. We got the subs on a bit too late. We scored a bit too late. The first and the second goal were a bit too late in coming. But you look at it as a collective and, and, and the game probably ended in a scoreline that was just about feasible that one side deserved to edge it by a goal if there was going to be a winner. Because I think, I'm kind of in a in a weirdest way to look if you there's ways you lose a game, isn't there? If we lose yeah. that game three, four nil VAR doesn't roll it out five nil, it gets worse because we're three or four nil down at that point. Yeah. Or you lose it three two. You don't want to lose games, you want to win every game you play in. But if you're gonna lose games, that twenty minute fight, we have to work on every single positive that was in that last twenty minutes. And that twenty minutes needs to be stripped down to the bear and show what we yeah. can do. For the next four games minimum. Just point there, Leicester City, Leicester City have scored 18 goals in the last 75 or 75 plus minutes. Not the last 75 minutes, the last 15 minutes, more than any other team. Talking about things happening in the last uh, <laughs> quarter of the game, let's bring Josh in. I was just waiting for Brad to take a breath then to bring you in, and I thought this was going to happen. <laughs> no, Josh, I, just knew was, I, knew, I knew he was waiting secretly. That's why I kept talking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to the nice lolly to try and cheer myself up after that, Travis, there. Do what you think this is water? It's gin, I'll tell you. <laughs> That's how I'm feeling at the moment. I mean, sum, sum that up, Josh. You know, we, we, we've given um, Brad and myself. I had my rant at the start, which you, you probably missed, but it was a it was a long, uncompromising rant. Um, Brad Brad's had his, his, his little rant as well uh, uh, against Evans. We've all we're, none of us are happy today. Um, even with that comeback, and it was almost you know it was literally. 2-0, nearly got a penalty, wasn't to be, mm -hmm. six minutes of injury time, 
suddenly it it was possible and but it, like Brad said there very very correctly everything was too late far too late mate far too late and Brad's right I mean you can sort of in the opening exchanges until their first goal I didn't think we were that bad it was a cagey affair which you'd expect you know two teams the third and third and what were they I don't don't think they were fourth worthy but you know, both obviously have something to play for, so you could sort of see why it were a bit edgy and there weren't really many chances created. And then the first goal goes in and you think, right, all right. And it, we're, I mean, I, when I first seen it, I gave Casper a lot of flat because I don't know. I, I, at first, I just thought, it looks, looks like he's completely left it. But you look on the replays and stuff, I've cut him a bit of slack, really, because I think he's he's got his angles completely wrong and they're a bit of a whip on the ball. So you've got to give Lingard it was a good finish, but... And then you think, right, you know, let's come out and give it a good go. And then the second goal is just absolutely laughable, isn't it? I mean, you, you guys have probably gone over it. I, did, I ain't catch a show at all because I've been having my dinner, so I've jumped on. So, the se- I, was that, I was that angry with the second goal. I just started laughing because I could not believe the defending. I could not believe it. I mean, you pick for farther out. At the end of the day, he's sort of trying to keep with the line. But even if he dropped back a bit deeper, he, he, he was it... Um, Oh, but uh, Bowen, weren't it? Um, who set him up Lingard for the second goal? And he's still been onside because Evans, Evans, Evans' legs still played him onside. And then the third goal, he's, I look back at it now and I think we've, we've gifted him at least two goals, really. The first goal, Lingard, you got to think, well, maybe he should have been closed down a bit tighter, sort of all over the place. But the, the, the two goals, I'm just... I was angry. I mean, as, as you know, Chris, I messaged you um, during the second half and I, I could not believe what I was seeing. The, the defending was absolutely abysmal. And then, like you say, you know, last 20 minutes, you think, right, we give it a good go. Nacho scored two cracking goals as well. Um, and then we could have we could have snuck a point at the end with the Fofana header. But I don't know. Mm. I, as, as well, to be honest with you, mate, I'm going on, but I... I I don't think West Ham were even that good. It sounds daft, I know, because they've won the game, but they had four chances, scored three, had a goal disallowed. But other than that, what did what did they what did they really do? It, and it's, it sounds crazy. They didn't really get out of third gear, did they? We like I say, we gifted them the majority of the goals, and it, it's it's unfortunate we paid the price for that today. They go. Josh has just summed up the whole game in five minutes. There, <laughs> it's just um... <laughs> very much. But Brad, but I mean, I, I just go back to all those fans, Leicester fans, that when we were linked with uh, Lingard, as we were earlier in the season, said like, "My God, we don't want Lingard. What a rubbish player! He's past it. He's lazy. Don't do that. Don't do that." I won't mind him in the team now. I tell you what, hold me to this now, and people are going to hate it, right? There's something about Lingard that annoys the absolute living shit. Out of me, I don't know what it is, but you know, like I always live by the expression, I can respect somebody for what they're doing, especially when they're on form like Lingard is, but it doesn't mean I have to respect them. I don't know if he's his dopey Fortnite three year old celebrations that he does, to make him <laughs> off, but there's something about him as a professional that really pisses me off. But if he did those celebrations that he scored for Leicester, you'd love them. No, I wouldn't, and I hate. I hated them. I even, even though I know Madison did that one for the darts, <laughs> where he said he backed uh, Anderson to win it. I thought, well, you're still a knobber. No one cares that you backed Anderson to win it. We don't need to see you throwing darts. Just get on with the fucking game. Why are you a three-year-old <laughs> in, in, in a man's diaper 
doing a silly dance. <laughs> Are you supposed to be the I mean, he does. I'm going I'm I'm to have a run at Jesse, the flute playing Lin, Lingard, right? I can respect the fact that he's on hot form, but I still wouldn't want him at Leicester. For one reason, you see what happens to him when West Ham have to double the wages they're paying him or whatever whatever percentage of their wages is paying him, right? When it comes to signing it, it's a whole different kettle of fish. I guarantee you, he's a flash in the pan. Because where's he been for two years? Where's he been for two years? Suddenly a Euros get delayed and, and Man U won't even put him on the sub bench. And, you know, we're talking a manager who relegated Cardiff and the only titles he's got to his name were the Norwegian second division is now seen as a precedented god at United again, doesn't want him. West Ham are currently now, yeah, he's, he's like up shit on shovel, right? Next year, when they're paying his wages, and they're probably going to have to pay him more to get him from Manchester United, he's probably going to want more. He's probably going to get international call-up because Southgate loves to say yes to anybody that plays in the top four. That's Manchester United, Man City or Spurs. I don't see it next season. This is a flash in the pan. I'm sorry, but I just do. I don't rate him. I'll give him credit for what he's doing right now. But if his, if his training schedule is standing in the corner, Jesse, and do some Fortnite dances, I don't want him at the club. <laughs> Apparently, so he's not the routine. Man. What's he doing? That's more of a breach of COVID than that. Silly fucking so dancing studios going on. I think, I think he's Leicester. auditioning for Strictly Come Dancing. I think he'll be on that next season, you know. Not sure who's saying sorry couldn't be on tonight, but <laughs> thanks for the close game. Know. Well, cheers. I think it's a, a, I think that's probably Gary, who uh, was a West Ham fan who was going to try and come on. Um, Josh, 70 minutes, uh, and I'm watching the time now, so we can try and keep answers a little bit shorter. But 70 minutes, uh, we started to play. We got mm -hmm. two back. Should that have been a, um, a penalty? I'll be honest with you, mate. I genuinely, it, it, I, I missed the first goal because I was cutting the potatoes. I'll tell you what, I'll step back from the edge if I've got Jeff, Jesse Lingard from on the, holding him by the scruff of his neck. <laughs> Brad, okay, let's ask Brad. Was it a penalty, Brad? I don't think the referee got a lot wrong in his decision making. So I, I think it's one of them. We'd be angry if it was given against us. Yeah. If it's and one of them, then you can't have it. For once, Mike Dean did seem to have a decent game. And I think he was very kind with Ndidi, who won a yellow card. And I think we're looking at around the 73rd minute. Uh, he could easily have sent him off. And Mike Dean on another day would have issued another yellow card there. And, you know, Alan Smith commentated on Sky that he was, you know, he was very being very kind in not booking him for that tackle. Sorry, Josh, right. is that me? Or yeah, man, Josh hasn't watched <laughs> the Sorry, game. Sorry, I was so. like, I didn't hear an answer. <laughs> no, no point asking, Brad. He, he was he was peeling potatoes for forty five minutes. <laughs> I, I, I was punching. I was punching the bag of. No, we'll get off. We'll leave Jesse Lingard alone. He's had enough today. He's had enough. I don't know. I I think. I think. I no. I don't think he should have gone. I think it was a foul. 
first thing I saw, I thought it's a foul. It looks worse than it is. You see it a second time. He barely touches him. Yeah, the contact's enough for him to go down and get a free kick. It is, you know, he's running away from him. Fair dues. I think if Mike Dean on the odd occasion may have given a be a quick to react to give a yellow card, but he balanced himself out with his decision makings. I, I again, you, you know, you say about the penalty. Well, if that was one of their players making a tack, tackle like that on, on Indeedy and he gets a second book in, I think, I think you'd be, and uh, you know, you'd be annoyed as a West Ham fan if that happens, vice versa. So, I, I, I just didn't. I, I see it as a foul, but I didn't yeah. see it as a, as, as a second yellow. Oh. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna um pick guests are like buses here, like top top four clashes. You you don't get them, and then they all they all come together. This is going to be a very happy chappy, I am pretty sure, because this is going to say Gary, who uh, is from the True Fans podcast, and he Hi, is a West Ham fan. Um, good evening, Gary. A happy chappy at the moment. Yeah, very happy. Um, obviously, I was a bit shocked that Leicester did a bit of a comeback. Um, but yeah, it was a very good game, and I think it was going down to the wire. You you have a habit of doing this, don't you? I mean, you did it against Wolves. I said to you the other day, I've never. I hate Wolves, but I was cheering them on the other night, and you very nearly. I mean, had Fafana's Fafana contact you with that header right at the end. It could have been a point each. Yeah, it could have been, and. Obviously, we're very lucky to win. I think Leicester put up a good game in the second half. and I can't really say anything else because we were just poor in the second half. Yeah, it was the proverbial game, game of two halves. But Brad, Brad was just saying how, how much he loved Jesse Lingard. I mean... Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. Wasn't. yeah, like a hole in the head, mate. Believe you me, he wasn't. Presumably, you're going to try and buy him at the end of the season. And Brad's worry is that once you have done that, or if any team does that, because you've then bought him, that he's, he's going to be maybe the old Jesse Lingard that we used to know. Um, oh, that, yeah, maybe. Good. <laughs> <laughs> he Sorry. wasn't impressed I, with I'm... Jesse's goal celebration either. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. Um, I think maybe he could be the same as he was at Man United. Obviously, when he signs us, but the only way is to find out is if he does sign the contract. Yes. Yeah. And um, it was so funny because at half time, and I never thought I would ever see this, was Roy Keane being asked about the, the the celebration and the dancing, and that 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 was a very very surreal moment, but. Let's let's and I know this is this is where Brad will put his head in his hands when I start quoting facts and what have you. But Leicester in that game, and I'm going to forget possession because we we all know now, you know, possession means sweet FA. But <laughs> Gary, you had four shots, four on target, and three um, and obviously three goals. Leicester had 14 shots. In that game, I think most of them probably came in that last twenty minutes. Uh, we only got four on target, but you were literally holding on, weren't you? Yeah, we were holding on for kind of like every ounce of pressure we had, and it, again, like I said, Leicester did very well to bring it back, but obviously it was just unlucky. And 
Brad and I don't know. Josh, Josh never even watched the game. He was he was peeling potatoes and. Can't, I, I just I just missed that first goal. <laughs> 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 um, nine corners, Josh, in that game. Yep. <laughs> to to West Ham's one. We literally, if only we could have done what we did in that last twenty minutes. Yeah. For the full ninety. Again. We, we've spoke about corners, set pieces till we're blue in the face. I thought, to be fair, I thought all Brighton set pieces were pretty good. They looked a bit, you know, a lot, a lot yeah. more dangerous than what Yuri's were, anyway, definitely. But uh, again, mate, I, uh, it's sort of once in a blue moon that we'll score from a sort of corner set piece now, anyway. And I don't, I don't even get excited for them anymore. You know, it, it might be, you know, it might be different with you know fans in the stadium pump the players up a bit more. But we get a corner now, and I think, well. We, there's like a one in a million chance we're going to get anything from this. It's, I mean, for like I say, for Farnham at the end, it is is Ed will say unlucky. Is they say say that though, he's missed quite a few of them since he's been here. Really, there's been quite a few mm. decent decent chances for him up aerial wise where he just needs to make make a bit better contact with the ball. And like you say, you, I mean, you look back now and think first viewing of the Edda, you know, I thought well, he's a bit unlucky there, but from the replays, he, he's unmarked and it's a bit of a guilt-edged chance, to be honest with you. Because again, I thought Fardo had a decent game, to be yeah. honest. Um, but yeah, we just need to, again, from set pieces, I mean, this season, I've completely wrote it off with corners and free kicks and stuff like that, but I think something needs, something needs to be done pre-season about it anyway, put it that way. Brad, it's almost like for, you know, for the opposition, it's, God, give Leicester a corner and we'll be safe. Yeah, I've never seen oppositions cheer a corner more than we have before, but there we go. <laughs> you know, that's yeah, Josh, Josh you're right. But I think the thing is, though, that it kind of shows that we've developed as a club. I'm going to try and spin it into a positive here because I like to spin webs on this show, don't I? And, um, you know, I'm going to say that last year, when, when we weren't at the races, you know, when Vardy goes through his little drought spells, which he's done ever since he's been a Leicester player and he's been on scoring form. Um, <laughs> that, 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 I'm not going to lie, mate. Hearing that was kind of funny. That was funny interruption there. Like that. <laughs> um, Le- Leicester's reliance heavily, heavily relied that if they weren't firing up front uh, in open play, they had to get it right from set pieces. And I, I agree with you. I've, I, I writ it off in about November, mate, our set piece and corner taking ability for the season because it was dreadful. But this season where it's needed, we've actually managed to at least find a way to get them goals from open play. Because I think last season, when we were behind in a few games, it was like, oh, this free kick has to go in. If we're going to get this free kick needs to go in. Whereas today, we got that one on the 70th minute. And then, like you said, you know, for 20 minutes, like all three, all four of us here have said, Leicester were in complete control of that last 20 minutes. I don't remember West Ham bothering Shemichael's half. I think, in fact, I think Shemichael's more of a bother in the box than he, in, in, in West Ham's box for them last two corners <laughs> than he was bothered the whole 20 minutes since we got a foothold in the game. He did so like for a couple, didn't he? But, yeah, uh, you wanted him to, didn't you? You remember that Yeovil yeah. one that got robbed off him? Yeah. You wanted him to, but, didn't you? And like yeah. like Gary said, it was must have been very nervous because... Yeah. You know, they've had three alls and three twos. It'd have been funny if he'd have got the winner, uh, equaliser. Yeah. Gary, how far can West Ham go this season? To be honest, I'd like to see Champions League, but it's just we'll wait and find out. You know, I mean, you, you, you've held on to, you know, you've got six points from the last 
two games, which obviously you couldn't do any better. But more than anything, yes, you, you've 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 been hanging on, but you've hung on, haven't you? I mean, let 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 let's bring let's bring the table up now because this is a bit this is a bit scary from a from a Leicester point of view because. And I know we, we didn't have the lead to lose that we had last season, but you know, at the moment, as things stand, waiting for the Man United Tottenham game to end, uh, Leicester fifty six, West Ham fifty five, uh, Chelsea fifty four, Liverpool fifty two, Tottenham, if they keep hold of their win, are going to be on fifty two as well. Oh, you know, there, there, there's not a fart between us, is there? Not really. Um, obviously, Gary, you've got to, it's going to be quite close. You've got to look at that and be be really happy. I am very happy because it's obviously we're proving that we can be one of the best clubs in London at the moment. Yeah. At the moment, Special. you are the best club in London, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> Gary, thanks for coming on and thanks for not gloating too much. <laughs> it's always it's right. a pleasure. Just give your podcast hey. out. I brought it up there before, but just give your podcast a quick shout out. Um, so, True Fans Podcast, it's on Spotify. Um, it's all about the Premier League and everything to do with it. Brilliant, mate. Thanks very much. Enjoy your weekend right. and go off and have a celebration. All right, thank you. Yeah, yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Uh, nice to say, it's always nice when they don't come on and gloat. I think the roles have been, been reversed. I might have had to gloat a bit. But, Josh... How does that table, you know, if you, you know, if you put your potato peeler down for a second, looking at that, <laughs> looking at that table, <laughs> how does, it scare, does it scare you? Um, it's it's still on our hands, isn't it? Really, you know, it's it's down to us. We just need to do the business, like it was last season. You know, I mean, like you say, the the, the points gap ain't what it was this time last year. So I think, and again, I've said to you, Chris, and some people will think I'm bloody mad, but as soon as to be in the position we are now, only a couple of points ahead, two or three points ahead, because then it's sort of given us a lot more. We're going into games with a bit more emphasis. Obviously today has just been an absolute write-off. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah. But going in, especially like the next three games where you think, right, you know, hopefully the lads regroup and, and, because the next three games are very safe. Very, well, they are very winnable, to be honest. Um, but it's like us to sort of blow it. But uh, hopefully, I'm, hopefully that's not the case. Um, but it, I mean, again, mate, you know, we're still sitting in third. We, you know, we, we're Leicester City at the end of the day, and we've, we've been in the top four all season. Hopefully, again, you know, hopefully we don't we don't drop down now. But it's still for me. Because I've had a bit of a chance to react uh, to to reflect on the game today, I'll probably feel totally different tomorrow. I'd have forgot about it, but um, we, where where we are in the sea again for me, mate, it's it's been a cracking season, and you know next week next yeah. week's game in the FA Cup, it's uh, it's a nice one off for us to have, and hopefully we can get through that and make make the final and make the season even more memorable. So I think it, it, it's it's looking good regardless, mate. Yeah, we are like you say. We are Leicester City. We never like to make things easy for ourselves. Uh, Josh, your your good lady has very kindly been on and sent me sort of. She said, "Please believe him that he he he, he was actually peeling potatoes." <laughs> and there, there we have a picture of you. <laughs> That's me. It? It's about my, my head's about that big to be honest with you. So it's not <laughs> well, far. In fairness, he's probably got more hair than you have. <laughs> yeah, 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 a lot better looking than I am, definitely. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just glad I'm down on the south coast. Brad, it is typical Leicester. 
um, this, isn't it? We don't like to make things easy for ourselves. And the week before the biggest game in the last five seasons, we didn't need this, did we? I mean, I don't want to go, I don't want to go back over it. It is what it is, but God's sake, you know, the week before the semi-final of an FA Cup. No, we didn't need it, but like I said, it is what it is. The club have handled it. They've already handled it. They've, they've clearly been disciplined in, in the immediate effects by not being in the squad today. Um, and the thing is that Leicester have got on their side, like 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 Josh said, they've got two things going into this running that's really on their side. And that is, they're not on the wobbly path that Leicester are on when they were, you know, it was United or bus, wasn't it? And in the end, it was United. You know, they, they were the only they were the only team that had any form of direction and momentum that were ever going to stop us being top four last season. And then, and in, and they did that because we completely capitulated. I think, like Josh said, we've got a tighter unit. We've got a tighter points difference is actually helping us keep our focus because sometimes when you set an objection and you hit that objection, it's hard to keep yourself motivated. You know, you have to wait until the next project comes along, don't you? You know, in any sort of thing, if you're if you're building a project or an architect or something, you finally finish that project and then you get told you've got a you've got three months to get your head together and come up with a new project, you kind of let let the steam go for a while. And I think that happened to us when we had a 14-point lead last year. But this season, we've got two teams chasing it. And I think that helps because yeah. they've got to play each other, like I said. And they've not got easy fixtures between them. Everybody's focused on our fixtures. Well, we've got a nice run. You know, they've not. West Ham have got you know, got easier got than us. West Ham have only got to play well, Chelsea. They, though, they've got, yeah, but they've got Chelsea, they've got Everton, they've got Newcastle, who... They're the biggest surprise this weekend because they've suddenly found out how to score goals. Yeah, because they're suddenly winning games. You know, it'd be Sod's Law, wouldn't it? This season has been a case of Sod's Law. It'd be Sod's Law that this is the only chance that West Ham or Chelsea have before we yeah. play again in the league to take us out that top four, and they both stuff it. And then we play West Brom on the Thursday night. We go three points, and all of a sudden we're back to square one before we kick the ball. Like Josh said, we've come away out of Manchester City and West Ham. All right, granted, we didn't get the results we were maybe hoping for, maybe three, three, three points out of them games or a point at least a day. But at least we went into them games with points that not we didn't want to drop, but we had the place to go no matter what, we won't lose our position. And I think that will so hold look, us in good stead. Because we're looking at the time now, so... Um, that was apparently uh, a record-breaking match for um, Inacho tonight because he's, for the first time ever, he's played in six consecutive Premier League games. He's apparently he's never done that before for Leicester, and he never did it for Man City. So, congratulations, Inacho. Well, he is on fire, quite deservedly. He's got man of the match from Alan. I don't think any any of us here would, would argue with that. Um, I think it, uh, I'll come to you in a second. Manager five, team four. Josh, any any queries with that at all? Any disagreements? Um, uh, not really. No, I think to be fair, though, I mean, on a, I've looked at a couple of forums since obviously the match has ended, and there seems to be a lot of people getting 
Brendan a lot of flack, but, you know, as, as you say, you don't really want to bring it up, but I think he's been massively let down by, you know, Madison, Perez and, yeah. and Chad. Madison more so than the other two. I mean, Perez might have, might have, yeah. might have featured today more than what we thought, but... Um, yes, you can, only, you can only work with the tools that you've got, and exactly, you've got some, exactly yeah, exactly, we've got some yeah, really big tools at the moment. I mean, that's yeah, what we're exactly. He's just been let down, he's just been let down yeah. by three Prats, really. But yeah, yeah. it's about spot on, mate. Nacho, for Pratt, two I thought, in fairness, Pratt had a really good game. I was surprised when he came. <laughs> I, just, I, was, I was just about to say it was three Prats, and one Pratt came in to save us or try. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brad, Nacho, man of the match, five for the manager, four for the team. Brad, sorry, that was for Brad. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? Because on the performance, I think a five or a four for even one, because it is right. I think Brendan got it wrong going three at the back. But I think in the second half, it took us till the 70th minute to get going and really show some effort. So I think they're right. But if you're taking it, 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 it for the occasion and, and, and how the game actually panned out, I think maybe the players deserve a bit more because they literally got this put on them and all of a sudden all the preparation went in a bit, out the window, chuck it in the bin, throw it out the balcony because these players are not going to be playing. These three or four players aren't up for the selection. Something we worked on has just been pissed on and they've got to go out there in the, like, like we, we've all said, the biggest game of our season, right? Because it, in the sense that if we'd have won this one, I think we say top four is short. For Leicester's perspective, we're in the top four if we'd have won today, which we didn't. And I think for the team Didn't to go we? up there, <laughs> well, I, I know, know, right? That. I know, shock horror. But, but my point is, them players at 3-0 down, we've seen a Leicester side before. Like I said, even in the home game where they they they, they could have won it 5 or 6-0 and tore us apart. The thing they have to grasp on today is them players at 3-0 down, even with 70 minutes, and that could have scored and they could have not been bothered. They could have just jogged back to the halfway line and gone, at least we've got yeah. some saving grace. But they grabbed the ball, they rolled the sleeves up, and I just think that gives me enough to say that yeah. we got enough in us to correct the mistake over the next four games before I the mean, big three. Having listened to all that, Brad, I still don't know whether you agreed with Nacho... Man of the match from five and four. <laughs> Nacho <laughs> man of the match by far. <laughs> the ratings, the ratings, yeah. Man, gonna, Nacho sign... is obviously man of the match. Obviously, I'm going to sign Brad up for the why use a hundred words when five hundred will do. Of course, I'm writing essays, right? I'm just including. <laughs> I've got punctuations in my speech for a word count, mate. <laughs> I tell you what, you'll never have a secretary because she'll have no pencil left by the time she's finished writing <laughs> <laughs> Guys, all joking aside, thanks so much for coming on. It's a big one next week, um, <laughs> as, as my wife used to say to me. But Josh, I will see you on Tuesday. <laughs> I'll see you on Tuesday for an <laughs> for an FA Cup special. We're going to be joined by Steve Linex, hopefully. Brad, thanks very much, mate. Let's hope. This time next week, well, this time next week, we won't have kicked off, I don't think. So let's hope Sunday night next week, we're actually going to be in a bit of a better mood and celebrating um, a, a, well, I'll say a Wembley trip, but we're off to Wembley anyway for the semis. Thanks very much, guys. Enjoy what's left of the weekend. I'm off to watch Line of Duty. Have a good one. Take care, guys.
Enjoy your Fortnite, Brad. Aye, aye, yeah. I'm off to go watch Fortnite dances. <laughs> <laughs> next, next time Brad comes on, he will be doing a Fortnite dance for us all. I'll tell you. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Care, straight off the White Cliffs of Dover and all. That's where I'll be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> all the best, guys. Take care. Cheers. Oh, thanks to the guys very much there. Um, don't forget, if you have commented in the show and you are also um, subscribed, you are going to go in for a draw, and we'll probably announce this tomorrow now because it's um, gone on a bit longer, the show. Um, but you could be in the draw to win one of those, uh, a wooden layered framed picture of the King Power. You must have commented, but you must have commented on your YouTube account and you must be subscribed to Leicester Till I Die TV to be in. If you're not, then you're just not going to be in the draw. It's as simple as that. It has been interesting. Thank you very much to everybody that's come on. Um, it, it, it's <laughs> what can I say? It's going to be a lot of discussion this next week, I think. Do we, as somebody said earlier, bring back Madders and bring back Perez for the for the semi-final? It's just bad timing, isn't it? The week before a semi-final, they go and do this. I had my rant at the start. If you missed my rant, go back and, and watch it. So I'm not going to start ranting again. I am just like very, very, very disappointed with them. If you do want to listen to this again, you can listen to us on podcast form if you want. Give us about half an hour. It will be up on there on Apple, uh, Google, um, Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, Podcast Addict and Amazon Music. Just search the podcast Lester Till I Die. And if you're on a smart speaker, just say um, find the podcast Lester Till I Die. And if you are, like I say, if you haven't yet, you've still got a chance, subscribe to the um, channel. And if you've commented via YouTube, like I say, I'll stick you in that drawer and I will uh, pull one out tomorrow to see who's going to win that. And don't forget, of course, like I say, if you go to the website, www.mindingmyownfootballbusiness.co.uk, you will see uh, Barry Pierpoint, Lester's chief executive, the first chief executive that we had, turn the club round in the 90s. It's a really interesting read. You'd be, you know, when you look back and think, well, when you look at clubs and think how they're being run these days and how we were run in those days, you would not believe it. Next week, we're going to have Barry on on one of the shows and you could win a signed copy as well. But if you don't want to risk that and you want to buy one 30% off, at mindingmyfootballbusiness.co.uk and um, get 30% off just for April and only on that website. Well, you know, it's Leicester, isn't it? You know, I don't know why we always get disappointed with Leicester. It's like the let us down all the time. Well, maybe not all the time. That's a bit over the top. I'm going to go off. I'm going to get pissed. I'm going to watch Line of Duty. And then I'm going to start and get and start to get excited for the FA Cup semi-final next week. Stay safe, guys. Thanks very much for joining us. Thanks for putting up with our rants. Hasn't been the happiest of shows, but hey, it is what it is. It is Leicester City. It is a roller coaster ride. Night, guys. Hello, Stay safe. Now. Elliot, yeah. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube. 
and follow all their social media platforms for all the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. So people are on the pitch, they think it's all over. It is now. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.